friends, and welcome to There's No People Like Show People, the podcast that connects and reconnects the theater community, inspires hope, and strives to help people not feel so alone. I am your host, Sarah Philibon. I just went to Five West Coffee and Wine Lounge across the street and no they are not an official sponsor of there's no people like show people although they should be in fact once we are done recording this episode i'm gonna walk back over there refill my coffee and ask jr and Catherine if they would like to be an official sponsor but today we are recording it is friday the 13th yeah Spooky. Ooh, spooky kooky. <laughs> and I am sitting here with a lovely human being. Thank you. Christopher Weisenborn. Yeah. How are you today? I'm good. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. Thank, well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the first question I have to ask you, because it is Friday the 13th. Yes. Are you a superstitious person? Oh, no, I don't think so. No? Yeah, I, no, I mean, I have like... <clears throat> like before a concert or before like a show, like all, um, you know, cause I'm a teacher, obviously, uh, middle mm-hmm. school, high school, uh, choir director. Um, so I typically on show days or concert days just stay at the school. So I bring my, you know, clothes and my concert clothes or whatever. And so I always, um, go to the same like bathroom, I guess in the <laughs> school or, or the lounge bathroom and just kind of go through just debrief and so I don't I mean it's more of a ritual than it is a superstition but yeah I was was gonna say to me that sounds like a tradition yeah 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 um but no I I mean like black hats don't scare me I don't you know do the uh, yeah what about um like opening an umbrella inside yeah or walking under a ladder yeah no I yeah (laughs) or or if you break a mirror you get seven years (laughs) of bad luck (laughs) Yeah, no, I no, I just I that's just I don't know. I guess I've just never paid attention to any of that stuff or yeah, any of the theater superstitions. Oh, I mean, well that yeah. I, that I do adhere to, you yeah, know. Yeah. But well, I think you kind of have to adhere to the theater superstitions even if you don't believe in them necessarily, but it's sort of being um con- respectful, respectful and connected. And like and considerate of like maybe the other people sure, who absolutely. Be- yeah, who because you don't want to ruin their show or, right. or their rehearsal. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. We'll see. I'm I'm learning new things about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the minute. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay, so you, you I know that you're a choir director. Yeah. So what is your official title? I am a middle school, high school choir director um, for Moreau Forsyth School District. It's just right outside of Decatur. Um, mm-hmm. So it's about an hour away from Sullivan. Which is where we are right now. That's where we are right now. Um, yeah, and so I've been there. This is my 13th year. I, this is the only school I've been at, um, teaching-wise. And then I also direct the middle school and high school musicals. Yeah, that's so exciting. So I'm sure, uh, (laughs) well, this year's a little, (laughs) I feel like before we talk about the the, the pandemic, which, you know, is the 
probably one of the craziest years of everybody's lives. Um, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah, certainly not me. Yeah, right. <laughs> let's, let's bring it on back, shall we? Okay. Let, let's rewind from, from 2020 to a simpler time. Okay. Where are you from? Where, sure. did, you, where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up in a small town uh, called Monticello, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, like 45, I mean central. It's right in between like Champaign and Decatur. Mm-hmm. Um, so went there, um, so lived there my entire life, went to Millican University in Decatur, um, for my undergrad. And then as soon as I, um, graduated there, stayed in the Decatur area living, but then got the job at Moreau Forsyth. Um, yeah. And that, did you go to school it. for music education? I did. I did go to school for music ed. Yeah. I knew early on, um, I mean, I'd been playing, the piano since four, age four, um, mm-hmm. taking private lessons, um, you know, singing and stuff like that. So I knew sophomore year of high school, that's kind of the route I wanted to take. Mm-hmm. Um, and was one of those that just stuck with it as far as like not changing your major or not like second guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I went, went there and, um, went to, like I said, went to Milliken, uh, was music ed, um, and then graduated and got the got the job and been there ever since. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because that's how that's how I know you, and I think most people know you um, in terms of music. Yeah. In terms of piano player, <clears throat> music director. Um, but how did you get into theater? Like, what's the first show yeah. that, that you did? <laughs> yeah. So I I was always involved like with um, with your your little school productions and mm-hmm. and everything like that. Um, my sister and I always were cast as like the brother sister duo in like our the church Christmas musicals. Um, the first big one that I remember, I was in, I think fourth grade, and we did. <laughs> the whole premise of the show was that these brother and sister they go out to the barn to feed the animals at night. Wind comes through, slams the barn door and shut. They're locked in, quote unquote, and before their eyes, the whole nativity. Ooh. comes comes to life in their barn. Um, so our children's pastor thought it would be great to have a live donkey on stage <laughs> during, <laughs> during this production, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so the first song was The Little Gray Donkey, which was about, you know, the donkey that carried Mary to Bethlehem. And as soon as the song was over, they were just going to quietly escort the donkey off stage. Right. Zero rehearsal with the donkey. <laughs> Zero. So great. we... Um, Little did we know that the donkey that they had in mind um, had died. So they they replaced it with this like large mule. Okay. Uh So we're doing our opening scene. Barn door gets slammed shut. We're locked in. We're locked in. All of a sudden, we hear the audience laughing hysterically. My sister and I turn. We've got this on tape, mind you, like recorded for all, all our turning. We look back and we see and this just giant mule come onto stage and he's like not having it, right? So we start the song and I don't know who possessed or what the what was in the mind of the children's pastor, but they thought it would be cute to have a like five or six year old hold the rope. Oh no. Of the mule, right? So song starts, mule doesn't like it, charges at my sister and I, oh, no. completely off stage. It took four <laughs> men. You know, you've heard the uh, saying "severed as a mule." Yeah. Um, literally, they kicked, had to kick its legs for it to get off stage. 
Meanwhile, my sister and I never miss a beat. We kept singing. <laughs> because you are a professional. <laughs> show must go on, right? The show must go on. It doesn't matter if you have a stubborn mule yeah. on so stage. I said I will never do a production with live animals again. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so that was like the big, I guess, the big first one. Um, you know, I'd been in like um, the Nutcracker Ballet when I was little. My sister had taken dance classes. And so they needed, of course, extra boys, you know, for the party scene, Always. for the soldiers. So I was involved with that. Um, and then I guess the first really show I saw saw was a community production of Feather on the Roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it was that same year, that fourth grade year. Um, and so, yeah, just kind of still stayed involved, but never really, like, did any, like, theater, theater programs. Like, we were in, like, a um, like a summer stock program there, Indicator, um, mm-hmm. that just did, um, you know, it was like a musical review type thing where... We learned songs, we learned dances, whatever. And that's actually how I first met John. Oh, uh, nice. John Stevens, yeah. So he was one of my instructors. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He was my vocal director, yeah. Um, so then, yeah, and then was involved in, in high school. And my first show in high school that we did, uh, or that I was part of, was Our Town. Mm-hmm. So I did Our Town. Um, we did, what else? I did, it got cast. So we did, in high school, we did plays. And then every other year, we did musicals. Mm-hmm. So in your high school career, you got two musicals. Mm-hmm. So it would have been my sophomore and senior year would have been the musicals at my, uh, mm-hmm. when I was going through. But our drama director and our band director was retiring the same year. So they moved the musical to junior year, my junior year. So I only got one that year uh, in my high school career. Um, so did Our Town. What else was I involved in? I did Ten Little Indians. Which was the and then there were none. Oh, I got okay. Christy, um, good woman of sets one. Oh, I I don't think I know that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I didn't really make my break as a lead until senior year, second semester, when we did Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh yeah, great. And I was Jonathan. I was uh-huh. the bad bad brother. Yeah. Um, but junior year, I mean, we were doing the music band, and uh, I of course auditioned. And got up there on stage, and the band director and the drama director looked at me, and they knew. So I, I, I started accompanying uh, on piano in my choirs in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a new, we had a new choir, choir director, and um, I said, you know, I love choir, love singing and singing all my life, but I really want to accompany. Yeah. Would you be willing? And she was like, Yeah, absolutely. So I started accompanying the choirs at eighth grade and went all the way through. Um, you know, magical singers, you know, that sort of thing, but. Uh, so they knew I played, and they knew you know quite well. And so I got up there on the stage, and they looked at me and said, uh, why are you auditioning? <laughs> and I said, because I want to be in the show. Yeah. No, you're going to be in the pit playing the piano. Oh. You can go with your audition, but you're not going to get cast. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> I mean, very honest, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But... So I was like, okay. So I sang my, I forget what I sang, and so... Yeah, ended up playing the, up playing, playing the pit of Music Man that year. And that was that was the first pit I played in. Oh, okay. And since then, it's been countless. Many, 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 <laughs> many other pit many other orchestra pits. Yeah, you've seen. So, how did you come to be at the Little Theater on the Square, which is where we met? Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I'd known John from the Decatur Park District. You know, when we did stuff there, um, and so he had recently just um, started as his role here, um, and so. I just graduated from college, 
looking for a summer job. Still wanted, because I had done a um, college show choir called the Decatur Park Singers, like I said, which is where I met John too. And so um, that had ended, or I had, I had, I had ended that year, uh, the mm-hmm. previous summer. So 2008, my choir from college did a, a Chinese, China tour. So we went over to China mm. for uh, 12 days. That's cool. Yeah. And so I had called John before I left and said, hey, I know you're at the theater. Um, do you have anything open? You know, music directing, accompanying, whatever. Um, didn't hear back from them. Landed in Los Angeles. <laughs> checked my voicemail and had a message from John. He was like, hey, we've got an opening. Season has already started, but you can come in. So I came in midway through in 2008. and. Mm. That's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So, what was the Many first? Shows. What was the first show that you? First show did here I did was um, so I came in for the first uh, theater uh, for young audience shows, uh-huh. which was uh, an adapt- adaptation of Golden Lexus and Three Bears. Um, and then the first main stage I played was West Side Story. Oh, here. That's a great first show. So that was um, I. I had subbed. I said the one performance of Guys and Dolls, that was show number one. Mm-hmm. Show number two was Cabaret, and I subbed just one show for that. And mm-hmm. then I started full-time as assistant music director for the main stage and then MD for the um, TYA shows. Yeah. So that year we finished, we did West Side Story, Gypsy, and then All Shook Up. Nice. Was that, was that season, yeah. Well, now, and I'm trying to remember when... Like, when did we meet each other for the first... Like, what was the first show that we did first, together? First show... Well, I'd seen you on stage in... <laughs> hey! <laughs> in some uh, earlier... Uh, when you, you came, but we didn't really work work until Mamma Mia. That's what I, I thought so it was I 2017. Came, yeah, yeah, it was 2017. I came in... Um, so Kevin, uh, mm-hmm. music director, um, had, had called me and said, Hey, um, we need your help. Or we... we we're doing, uh, you can play in the pit. Mm-hmm. Well, then he had called and said, like, I'd come to the show before Mamma Mia um, that year. I don't know what you guys had done right yeah. before Mamma Mia. Oh, it was, oh man, I'm like trying to remember. Uh, this is so long ago. <laughs> it was three years ago. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago, but. I know that summer was. Oh, I mean, oh it was Joseph. Joseph, yes. yes. It, it, was, was Joseph. it was Joseph. It was Joseph. Uh huh. And so I had come to see Joseph, and he said, um, hey, we're we need you that second week of rehearsals because we've got to start programming. Mm-hmm. So I came in early and helped with all the mic changes and who's tracking yeah. of who's going where on what side of the stage, and then mm-hmm. we programmed four keyboards <laughs> for that show. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just thinking about this Mama Mia orchestra <clears throat> pit and like what a great group of people. It was so fun. Yeah, so Sup- fun, super fun because I think Zach was in the pit. Um, wasn't he? I don't know because we had so it was me, Kevin, um, uh-huh. uh, Andy, yeah, and then Evan came back. Yeah, year. Evan came back, and my uh, boyfriend at the time came. He to, came he, off the tour. He was. He was. He was on the yeah, tour. he was on the Mamma Mia farewell tour, yeah. and they had just ended in St. Louis. And then it was like a day before Tech, I think. He yep. came in to play guitar on it. Yeah. Um, John Hawkins, if you're listening, love you. <laughs> you are wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for coming to be the guitar player yeah. <laughs> during no, Mamma Mia. It was fun. And that was the three-week run of Mamma Mia. Right. We did three extended, weeks of extended week. The extended yeah. run of Mamma Mia. Such a fun show. Such oh, fun I show. love Mamma Mia. 
I really do. Some people don't like it, but I just think it's a good, fun time. It is, yeah. And I just, uh, I directed it at my school uh, two years ago. So. And I directed and choreographed it. That was the first show that I, five weeks after having a baby. <laughs> oh. And, her, and also her name is Sophie, yeah. so <laughs> there it is. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so like I said, I've done, uh, done in that same capacity as music director for the TYA shows and then assisting the main stage. Um, Full time, two thousand eight, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. and then back again, eighteen and nineteen, and then just subbing mm-hmm. in shows in the meantime. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, then we worked together in twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen was the full. Uh, yeah, we had yeah. Uh, you directed Aladdin. Aladdin Junior. Um, yeah. Came in to came in as MD after you guys had already started um, rehearsals. Yeah. Rehearsals and finished that, and then we did um, Super Kids. Oh, yes. Super kids, super duper powers. powers. We love super kids. Um, yeah, and then what else did we do? That, I'm trying, Hello Dolly. And, we did Hello Dolly. Yeah, what uh, else? Uh, Annie. A whole bunch of shows. Um, Young Frank, were you still there? Well, with I, was Young, I was in Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah, Young Frankenstein. Um, there's another one. Damn Yankees. Yeah, yeah. I I fondly remember that was my last like full summer season Mm -hmm. here, like you know being in every show and being here the whole time, and and I fondly, I sort of fondly remember the summer of twenty eighteen was the summer that I accidentally got pregnant. (laughs) So there was it was was a pregnant surprise, and I remember feeling you know I was thirty one at the time, and I had done easily over 10 years of of summer stock, you know, all Mm -hmm. over the country. And I remember feeling really tired and I was like, I'm just getting old, you know, Mm -hmm. like towards the end of that summer. I was like, why do I feel so tired all the time? I'm like, well, I'm in my thirties. Like maybe it's time to not be doing a full summer of summer stock anymore. And young Frank choreography was hard. Yeah. I was the dance captain for that. And I was performing Annie in rehearsals for young Frankenstein Mm-hmm. at the time and then Annie closed and then young Frank opened and that's when I started to feel really exhausted mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I, you know obviously like it was a very demand if you're in the ensemble that's a demanding show to mm-hmm. do um but also I was pregnant on top of it and and didn't know until I had left here and went to go into rehearsals for happy days which I was also choreographing yeah. <laughs> and, and in and you know and then that's when I found out surprise and that feels like a million years ago yeah but it really wasn't it was only a little over two years ago sure now so okay. well, and another cast member also was oh pregnant too. that's right Colleen, Colleen. Yeah, yeah Colleen also found out that she was during Danny yeah, yeah yeah I should ask her if she would like to be a guest and we can talk about what it's like to be a mom and also be in the theater <laughs> because it is truly a special experience. Yeah. So I think that was the last time that we worked together, right? Uh, 20, well, uh, we did. Were you in White Christmas? I was not. Uh-huh. I came to see White Christmas. Yeah. I think that was 2017. I went, I uh, took my kids up when you were up That's in Circa. Right. When you yes. were up in Circa uh, with you and Luke. Uh-huh. Uh, took my kids yeah. up to see uh, Elf up there and uh-huh. the dinner theater and you guys did a talk back with my kids afterwards. Yes, which stuff. thank you so much for bringing, you brought how many students? Uh, that that was my biggest that group so far. It was like 120. Wow. 120 people. Yeah. Yeah. We took three buses that year. That's so, amazing. Yeah. That's so, so cool. I always try to do, um, so I do my, I direct the middle school, direct and choreograph the middle school show in the fall. 
And so as kind of like our reward then is I try to always plan a, a show in December to take those kids to. Yeah. Before then we get into then the high school season in the spring and then I always try to do a show for them in the spring too. But yeah. I love that. And it just so happened, you know, that you guys, and you know, and that's what I, I really love about being here at the theater is that, you know, so many people have gone on that I've worked with to, you know, to where I can call you and Luke up and say, hey, I'm bringing up 120 people. Can you guys stop by or can we do a talk back with you guys after the show? Yeah. Um, so it's just making those connections, you know, and mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, a guy I worked with down in, back here in 2008, no, 2010. Um, was on the national tour uh, under Sunday Javert and Les Mis. Oh, so cool. And so when I decided last year we were going to do Les Mis as the high school production, um, I sent him a message and I said, hey, you know, don't know if you remember me. We worked together. Um, of course he had. And so I said, I see you're on the tour. Is there any way you could make the announcement mm-hmm. with your castmates? Yeah. And so right before um, curtain went up, um, he's in his chain gang, you know, they're yeah. all in their chain gang, um, uh, costumes and they just said, Hey, students of Merle Forsyth, you know, we just want to wish you a break leg on your upcoming production. And that was how I announced to the kids that we were doing Les Mis from, from castmates from the national tour. That's, I bet they were so excited. Yeah. So thrilled. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is funny cause when I like either see someone on, on, on stage or, or, um, I think it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just seeing the microphone like yeah, go, like we're yellow. Looking, and... <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I like. I'm always like making sure that I always record on two devices, yeah. and as long as there's sound waves, yeah, then we're good. Then we're good. Okay. <laughs> we're um, good. But yeah, so my students make fun of me because it's like you know we're going to a different theater and or you know and so one time I said. Hey and hey, you guys, um, you see this character, and someone's like, "Who do you know now?" <laughs> you know, just because. But you know, theater is such a small world. Yeah, truly. And the connections you make, and you know, you can last, you know, forever. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows everybody. Yep. And uh, so it's always best to mind your p's and q's. <laughs> right, and and yeah, exactly. You never want to burn bridges because you right. never know when you're going to need to call in favor or. You know, work with them again. So it's always right. funny when a new cast comes in and, and you work with them and you friend them on Facebook. And then yeah. you see who your mutual friends are and you're like, oh, how do you know this person? And, and then right. then that, like, yeah, the circle just yeah, keeps going. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the circle of theater life. Here. Yeah. So we got to talk about the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite subject. Yeah. To talk about yeah. how has your pandemic experience been? Yeah, it's um, well, as a teacher, it's hard. Yeah. Um, it, it's you know, and, and the thing I have to keep in mind too, like, you know, I'm not the only educator out there that's suffering or dealing or director that's dealing with this because we all are. Yeah, um, you know, everyone has the same type of stories. Um, so we, I was just telling you before we recorded, so today's you know, Friday the 13th mm-hmm. in November, well, March 13th in you know, eight months ago was when we got the official call. We were, yeah. we were shut down. So it's kind of weird. Um, and today was the first day, you know, my high school students went full remote, you know, cause we've been in person, um, along with a remote option for those students that don't feel safe, uh, coming to school. So, um, so it's just kind of eerie, uh, that, you know, yeah. no high school is in on the 13th when we were shut down. Um, so we were, we were three weeks away from opening. 
blame this. Wow. Uh, when when we were shut down. Oh, this was back in March. Sorry, back in yeah, March. Back yeah, back in March. Rewind back to March. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was, okay, this is going to last two weeks. That's what I thought. You know, this whole thing was going to last two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, no, no big deal. We'll, we'll take our spring break. We'll just, you know, so it was constant, you know, calling my choreographer, calling the admin. What are we, you know, can we make it work? Can we not make it work? We were actually supposed to, I was supposed to take the, and this is how crazy I guess I am, um, I was taking the band and choir, I mean we have a separate band director, but we were taking the band and choir to Disney over spring break, Ooh. and then come back and do tech mm-hmm. <laughs> for late minutes. Oh yeah, I mean totally doable. Sensible. Sensible. Yeah, it's very, yeah. yeah uh, just like a, a short show, like, <laughs> huh. a very lame is a short play. Yeah, right. <clears throat> uh so, yeah, so we, of course, then the, the trip to Disney was canceled. Um, mm-hmm. And so we just kept pushing it back, pushing it back. Yeah. And then at one point, I called all my leads together on a Zoom call. And I said, I'm going to be up front and honest with you guys. It's not looking good. Here are some options. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said, I need, I want you to be included in this decision. Um, I said, we can try to do it in the summer. Right. We can... Maybe come back and do it in the fall. Mm-hmm. And then I would just flip-flop the middle school, high school shows that year mm-hmm. uh, for the year 2020. Um, or I save it for next spring and we just do it in the spring. And so, you know, it's it's shocking and it, it, it's very interesting to me how people react and how they adapt. Especially mm-hmm. when they're thrown into this worldwide pandemic. Yeah. And a student I never thought would say something like this goes... I just think that's not fair if we do it in the spring using the same cast. I would, I had to replace, I would have to replace my Javert and, um, my Tenardier. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, so I just said, uh, or Madame Tenardier, um, he says it wouldn't be fair to the incoming freshmen not to audition for their first high school show. Oh, Yeah. Like what? Right. <laughs> How mature of you yeah. as the sophomore, you know? And so they just thought, well, we would have been working on that whole that show for a whole year, mm-hmm. and they're like, we're done. So they just said, we learned a lot, we grew through the rehearsal process, mm-hmm. um, and we want a new show. Yeah. So we ended up canceling it. Um, you know, we were very, very thankful. You know, those that had purchased tickets, you know, offered, you know. F- Donate it back to the to the theater, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. So it just it's been rough. Um, you know, no one knew. I mean, teaching through a computer, you know, <laughs> who, who would have thought? And especially teaching choir, you know, yeah. teaching choir, trying to trying to have a performance based class through a computer. It's just it, it, it's so hard. So then, um, when we came back this fall, we our school district decided we were going to be in person with obviously offering the remote option, um, social distancing when we can. Everyone's in a mask. I'm teaching through a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, do whatever it takes to give the kids as much experience as possible. Great. So we decided to do a middle school show. Mm-hmm. So, and that's actually how we kind of, you and I kind of reached back out was, yeah. um, we're doing a Latin junior, which is what we had worked on here at the theater. And, mm-hmm. um, because of restrictions, couldn't have an audience. Of course. So we rehearsed, we rehearsed and I was in tech week. Uh, first week of November here. Um, our last rehearsal was on election night. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone went full remote then. 
on that Thursday. And so we were scheduled to record doing like a, a streaming event through MTI um, on that Friday. And so we had to mm-hmm. cancel that. We're scheduled for the 23rd. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Who knows? You know? <laughs> we so, don't know. <laughs> so it's just, it's it's been, you know, and I've have spoke, I'm having virtual auditions for the high school musical uh, this coming Monday night, the 16th. And um, who knows? Yeah. You know, I just, I I told the kids today in class, I just said, we're scheduled to perform in February, but I said, we will probably have to use our alternate date. And, you know, it's just, there's so many unknowns, you know, and that's what we were saying before we, we came on the podcast was that I can't control it, you know, and as, as artists, as, you know, as directors, like you want to control everything. Oh, for sure. You know, and so not to be able to give these kids like a set date or the parents a set date of, it's just, it, it's hard. You know, it's there's really a difficult. lot of teacher burnout. There's a lot of yeah. anxiety amongst the students. So it, it's rough, you know, and it's, then I see what, you know, the theater world's going through and, you know, and, and I've always looked up to you guys, you know, because you work from contract to contract. Mm-hmm. And so, not to ha- you know, so it yeah, it's my heart goes out. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know the exact percentage of um, like what live events are going on right now mm-hmm. in the country, but if I had to guess, yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's pretty much like ninety percent of. I mean, and that's not even like that's like concerts and you know any sort of like live event where there's a lot of people in an audience it's just not happening and I just never I know we both never thought that we would live in a world (laughs) where that is a reality right Um, a lot of things are going online which I think is great there's a lot of uh, you know virtual choir virtual Mm -hmm. performances uh, virtual shows that are happening Mm -hmm. and I think that that's amazing that's we're sort of finding ways to be able to be creative sure in this time where it feels, I mean, it feels devastating that every day I go on Facebook and another one of my really good friends has lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And I know like Disney World has laid off oh, I know. A, a ton of people, especially equity performers. Yeah. Uh, Broadway is shut down yeah. until I think, what is it, June, June. Yeah. is the current shutdown. Um, a lot of regional theaters ha- have, you know, Little Theater has been closed since March. Right. Um, it's, it's a very scary time. It is. It really is. And so I wanted to ask you, what are some things that you would like to see change as we are, and we don't know when, but as we are, eventually one day we will no longer be living in a global pandemic. That's true. (laughs) But how would you like to see uh, the theater world and or the world at large change? Sure. Um, Yeah, it's it's funny because I was just talking to to my choreographer and it's like, well, when are we going to be over it? When it when is this gonna be over? Like, is someone gonna just magically come out and say, "Okay, COVID's over"? Yeah, it's done. <laughs> um, so when, it's it's kind of like when does Pandora's box get closed? <laughs> Somebody please put the lid right back on Pandora's box. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I I I want to. Someone said it best on Facebook. You know, we're. When sorry, when you have something devastating happening like this, you know, mm-hmm. people do turn to the arts. Yes. You know, people turn to the music, they turn to live theater, they turn to or 
shows, you know, and like, mm-hmm. I know PBS does those great performances, so they like, they've been pro- broadcasting like, um, you know, King and I, oh, um, love South it. Pacific, the classics, you know, the classics mm-hmm. um, you know, that have been recorded for archival purposes, but, you know, mm-hmm. shown on the PBS or whatever, and like you said earlier, the online stuff, so people turn to that, but it's unfortunate that that's going to be one of the last things that opens. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I just would like, you know, like I was telling, telling you earlier, it's just sometimes not fair what is allowed to open or be open. And I get it. Please don't, please don't get me wrong that, you know, I get this is a, a this is a major thing. This is a real thing that yeah. we're living through. Um, you know, and it is, it is sad and, you know, we want to protect everyone, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, you know, socially distance. Mm-hmm. But, um. I just would want to see as much recovery as soon as possible Yeah. for, you know, my dear friends that are, have been struggling for now, it'll be, you know, over a year, yeah. um, without a job and, you know, the theater is bouncing back and you just wonder, are these places, you know, going to be able to bounce back from such a devastating loss? I mean, small businesses too. Yeah. So if you could magically, you know, as theater does, just snap your fingers and magic <laughs> happens, right? Um, and just, you know, make things, make things normal again. Yeah. But that's the thing. What's our new normal? Right. I, yeah, that's tough. I, I can't, there's a part of me that says like, I can't even tell you because it kind of feels like, you know, the movie Groundhog Day mm-hmm. or, and also the musical. I love the musical. I, I never, <laughs> I've have, not seen the musical. I yeah. haven't either, but I've listened to the cast recording. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's so good. Some of the music is really brilliant mm-hmm. in it. The lyric writing. And it kind of feels like every day is Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, when are we, um, you know, when are, when do we get to February 3rd? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, I had to laugh because I was in our school office the other day and a girl came in and said she had her mask on. But she came in and she said, um, do you guys have another mask? And they're like, you have one on? She goes, yeah, but it doesn't match my outfit. <laughs> because she had a turtleneck on and her mask was black. So it looked like it just was one big oh, old thing. So, um, so she wanted to differentiate, you know. Right. And so it's like, that's, we're coordinating our outfits with our mask or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You know, yeah. so... <laughs> So, one, one thing to look forward to during the yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think, you know, at first everyone was so, this is hard to do, this is hard to breathe, you know, and it's yeah. just something that we've, we've... You get used to you it. You get used to it, you're accustomed to it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't think twice about, you know, meeting someone new and just only seeing, you know, their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. it, so it'll be, it'll be weird to go out in public and be maskless. <laughs> <laughs> right. To actually see people's smiles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and I will say, I mean, I've, you know, I don't know, like you, you have to, when things are tough for me, like you just, you have to obviously try to find the, like make the best of it yeah. and find the humor in it. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking so many of the time, and I just, you know, again, like this is not, we are not making light of the pandemic no, no. At, at, at all, right. but I've often been thinking about, and I haven't really um, you're the first person I like, like the, the pros of wearing a mask. Number one, you don't have to smile. <laughs> That's true. If you're in a bad mood, you know, no one will know because nope. you're just seeing your eyeballs. Absolutely. Um, you, if you have something in your teeth, yeah. 
maybe you got spinach in the teeth or a poppy seed yep. from your lemon poppy seed. But no one will know. Yep. You hide your reactions. You hide. When... You hide. You get to hide your reactions. Yeah. See, these are the pros. The pros, yeah. Or, or maybe like you are one of those people who like laughs inappropriately. No one will know. Well, and it was funny because we held. Um, so I was able to have my fall choral concert, and we did it outside. Oh, nice. Um, my singers were distanced on stage, um, and then my audience was allowed to sit in their families. But from family unit to family unit, they had to be six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that was the case, then they were allowed to take their mask off. I mean, yeah. that's just our school guidance. That's what we I had instructed beforehand. Um, and so it was funny because um, I started the concert. Um, and so I did the first song. And then I turn around to present the kids. And I look out. And, like, everyone's still in their mask. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, maybe they just don't feel comfortable. Well, yeah. it was a little chilly that day. So they still warm just to keep their face yes. warm. Yes. Yeah. No. And like now that we're getting like over the summer, yeah, it was it was really, hot. It was yeah. hot to to keep your mask on. But now that we're in winter, I actually kind of like wearing my mask outside because it's it keeps my face warm. warm. Yeah. 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 And by all means, we are not making fun of wearing no, wearing no. masks, but no, but yes, we're not. It's just... And and also and sort of my last note on you know the pros of wearing a mask. Number one, you can hide your reactions. Mm-hmm. You don't have to smile if there's something in your teeth. Nobody will know. It keeps your face warm in the mm-hmm. middle of winter. And I think if you um, if you are a lady, I, I say this for myself, if you are a lady or if you identify as a female or if you, like, again, no shame in body hair. Like, I do not care if you shave your armpits, shave your legs, shave your face, yeah. pluck your chin hairs, pluck your eyebrow hairs. Yeah. I do not care. Yeah. And in fact, more power to you. If you don't, but I personally, I have very dark hair and I keep a pair of tweezers in my car <laughs> for, for facial maintenance. But if you are wearing a mask, like no, yeah. you do not need to pluck your chin hairs or shave your mustache. Yeah. Well, it was funny because one of my colleagues that I teach with, um, we, um, we were at lunch the other day and of course we're obviously social distance, but, um, I, I normally don't eat with this group, but our schedules were changed for a day, you know, mm-hmm. and so he took his mask off and didn't know he was growing a beard, you know, so you're like, oh, okay, well, it's great, because <laughs> you... Yeah, surprise. <laughs> you know, so anyways, but yeah, it's just, I just wish, you know, we could see things restored as soon as possible. Yeah, we just, we just want the world to go back to being normal. Right. Or, yeah. or go back to what, to March 12th. <laughs> right. When, yeah. or, you know, the end of 2019 started 2020. Right. You know, when, you know, we were able to go to the theater and go to movies and not have to worry, are we, six, you know, stand on an X to go to the grocery store. And, right. Or, like, did you, oh, I forgot my mask. Or, you know, like, or, or we just didn't have to live in so much fear. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we could go about our, our lives with less fear and anxiety. Yeah. I think of a song from Frozen 2, Into the Unknown. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> That's like know. the anthem of 2020, Into the Unknown. And, and also probably going into 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Truly. Uh, what are some things that, that you feel like you have struggled with along your journey? You know, with teaching mm-hmm. or with doing shows? Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. I was, telling, I was just having this conversation a couple of weeks ago um, with some family. Like... I didn't really, I guess, I've always had a passion for and, and an enjoyment for theater and for, for being on stage. Um, 
but it didn't re- it really did not start until I started here at Little Theater mm-hmm. um, when you're immersed in it and a summer stock program I mean I was so green coming in like I knew none of the equity rules mm-hmm. when someone said um, you know we're on a five I was like what does that mean <laughs> you know and then you hear the actors go thank you five and you're like who, who what you know yeah. didn't know what a you know um, 12 hour tech rehearsal looks like you know it just I didn't know any of that stuff and so if I would have known then what I know now I think my path um, as far as career might have changed might look a little differently mm-hmm. um, so I start, started struggling like you know I wish I would have taken more theater classes wish I would have um, you know taking sound design or, you know, programs like that or, or classes like that to, to just make me more well-rounded yeah. um, and have a better understanding. Like, had I known I was going to be directing shows and involved with the theater, like, I, I wish I would have. Right. Wish I would have. Yeah. It's always like, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot of things that, I mean, I feel the same way. It's always sort of, what's the, the saying, like, woulda, coulda, shoulda, yeah. or shoulda, coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, yeah. Shoulda, shoulda coulda, woulda. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, looking but, back. But yeah, I mean, I definitely have, I mean, those first couple years, it was hard. And even in the first year that I directed, um, so I was in the Decatur Park Seniors, but then I directed them for three summers. Um, and so, my early on in my career, it was that hard line of, because you're so close to age. You're like, you're four years apart from your right. oldest students. Uh-huh. You know, so it's it's having that line of you're the teacher and setting those boundaries and not being their friend. Yes. Being their friend later, you know, and the person that they can come to, you know, mm-hmm. and feel comfortable with. But you've got to establish those hard, hard lines, yeah. you know. And so that, that has been a struggle, you know, not now, but... Um, Cause I'm, I'm one of the, we did a, we did a staff bonding thing. Um, cause you know, staff morale love has been low. Mm-hmm. And so we did a staff bonding thing on Wednesday and, uh, they put, we did a scavenger hunt around the high school and they paired up a veteran teacher with a new year teacher. Mm-hmm. And I got paired up with like a brand new teacher. I was like, okay, so I'm guess I'm the veteran now. <laughs> You're the old I'm guy. I'm the old guy now, 13 years. But, uh, yeah. you know, so that that has no problem now, but you know, just just small stuff like that, you know, and and you know, just I guess you always want to better yourself, you know, as a teacher, mm-hmm. as a, a mentor, as a as a educator, um, as a performer, you know. So just stuff, like, you know, like ever since I graduated, like you know, I rarely play the piano just for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this pandemic you know when we were shut down in the spring um i busted out one of my you know senior recital pieces uh that i played for my senior college recital and i was like i forgot how much i needed that yes for for you for me yeah yeah for you it is nice when you get to do so i mean i i know this especially being a mom to a small child mm-hmm. when you get to do anything for yourself yeah <laughs> when you ha- I mean going you know going to Walmart alone feels like a vacation which <laughs> I know that sounds sad but I know all you because other- I mean you see all sorts of people in the Walmart you know <laughs> yeah well I mean well really it's it's having any time to myself sure it doesn't matter what I'm doing I li- literally could be sitting in my car alone <laughs> in the driveway <laughs> 
that's a vacation. It's like just having any time to yourself yeah. is is a luxury that I think um, that I didn't realize mm-hmm. until I became a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like my daughter is one and a half, mm-hmm. and she's growing and changing all the time. Yeah. Um, but I'm the kind of person, and I've always been like this, that I just need alone time. Mm-hmm. I need me time. And whether I'm just scrolling through Instagram or I actually am doing something productive or I'm going on a walk or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, I love going to the gym. And so even if, you know, and it just sucks that most gyms are closed and now it's winter. And, yeah. But to me, like, that's sort of like my time. Um, and it really makes a huge difference on my mental health. Right. So And that's so and that's what we're seeing more and more of is the focus on mental health. Yeah. You know, I think. Just, I mean, performers deal with just going nonstop, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I mean, look at the summer stock schedule. I mean. I've done three. <laughs> he, just here, <laughs> yeah. you know. I've done three. I've done four full times here. Yeah, it's a lot. It, it's a lot. And it's, it's very lot. taxing. And you do not have time for yourself. No. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one thing we, we forget and we realize is to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to take care of that mental mental health aspect of you know, that's how we survive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how can you take care of anybody else unless you are taking care of yourself first? Right. Right. Which really is because I think, and um, I know other people have said this also on the podcast, it's so much easier to take care of other people mm-hmm. than it is to take care of yourself. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because you put other people's needs exactly. b- before your own. Exactly. Exactly. Or yeah, absolutely. For sure. And especially as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, I know that like, I feel like we're just two teachers, you know, having a little chit chat here and I love teaching so much. It's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things. I I miss my students so, 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 so much. And, um, what is some advice that you, that you give to your students? Yeah. I mean, I see, um, I see several kids, you know, want to pursue the, the, the arts industry. Um, I ask them if they're sure. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you want to do this? I yeah. mean, no, I mean, yeah, I don't want to squash our dreams and, mm-hmm. um, but it, it's hard, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see what, what I, I know what I went through. Um, you know, I never had, I, in all my years at, at Millican, like I never had the luxury of not having an 8am class right. in four years because as a music ed major, you know, you're in your ensembles, you're in your private studios, you're taking your ed class. I mean, you are sun up, sun down for four years. Yeah. Um, and then I look, you know, and I do a summer sock with you guys and then I, it just <clears throat> seeing the, the dedication. So it, I always just ask them, okay, so here, here's, here's what you're expected to do, mm-hmm. you know? So are you sure one, you can handle this? Yeah. Um, because if not, it, it's, it's kind of like, it reminds me of, I've had students that just, it's like the legally blonde when the mom says, I, did she just wake up one day and want to, you know, become a lawyer? <laughs> right. You know, or whatever that line is. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes I go, did they just wake up and say, I want to be in theater or I want to be a music teacher? Like, <laughs> yeah, it takes practice and yes. it takes years. Years. And so when they do approach me, um, later on in their high school career, and I know that they're not in a private studio, they're not in dances They've only done this productions here at school. You know, I, I, I don't want to squash their dreams, but I definitely want to say it, this is going to be a hard journey for you. Yeah. Um, because you're behind. Yes. Right. You know, you may be big fish in small pond here, mm-hmm. 
but you're going to be little fish in a big pond out there and yeah. everyone's good. Everyone was the star of their show. Yep. So, um, like I said, I don't ever want to discourage them, but we do have, like, you have to be real. You know, yeah. I want them to succeed as much as they want to succeed. Right. Um, but I guess my advice would just, you know, get in all the classes you can, mm-hmm. get in as many productions as you can, um, get to know every aspect of the theater you know, don't think you're, and we've taken, you know, when I've taken the kids out to New York and we've had some master classes with, you know, some Broadway actors, you know, it's, you have to be nice to everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's what we said earlier on is you can't burn bridges. So, you know, if, if you are asked to paint the set, you paint the set. You know, if you're doing lighting up until midnight, you know, for tech, that's, that's what you do. That's what you got to do. That's what you have to do. Yeah. It's kind of like you got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. So, you know, I would just, you know, those that are wanting to, you know, I mean, music, theater, whatever, I mean, just, you know, take his, take, I mean, that, and that's one thing I guess, you know, I struggled with too, you know, yes, I had to choreograph the middle school shows and I think my choreography has gotten better <laughs> over the years, <laughs> but I don't have any formal dance training, mm. you know, so, um, you know, take the basic classes, take, you know, make sure right. you're in a vocal studio know how to plunk your part out on the piano when you can't rehearse with your music director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say, because I went to Shenandoah, you know, yeah. BFA Musical Theater, and at I think the program has changed a lot since I have left there, but when I was there, it was a very heavy music school. Like mm-hmm. It was all like vocal and music, and so we, and that was really good for me because mm-hmm. I did not grow up playing piano. I did mm-hmm. not, you know, so like I had four years of class piano. I and that and like I struggled, but like I remember like the the final exam was mm-hmm. you had to sight read yep. like a four part chorale, and I was terrified, but like I passed, yeah. you know, I got an A <laughs> yep. because I worked my ass off. Yeah. And it's like that's the thing, like you can maybe okay maybe you haven't had the most dance training. Maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't played the piano for like, you know, my whole life like you have. Maybe you, whatever, but you can learn, you know, like you can learn and like go to YouTube. There's so many free classes that you can take dance classes, you know, like, and I know so many people who have learned how to play the, like they're Mm self-taught. They just like, Oh yeah, I just had a summer and I just taught myself how to play the piano. I'm like, what? That's incredible. So like, Always be learning. Right. Always be always be open to growing, and you're you're never done. The work right. the work is never done. Absolutely. Well, and that's what you see. So many Broadway actors, you know, they get asked this question all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and like when I so I participated in a, in a program over the summer out in New York, and um, we always do talkbacks with the cast of that show, and just because it's a Broadway teachers workshop, and every show once a summer, one of the shows is there's kids in there part of our talk back and without doubt a kid raised her hand what advice can you give you know and mm-hmm. it's like okay yes they they want to do it but they always say you know or what training because they think you've got to go to i mean a lot of a lot of the broadway actors stars quote unquote that you see did not go through a conservatory or yeah. a music theater program or anything like that you know yeah so they they don't have that training that someone that went through a CCM or right you know I I feel like those kinds of people they just kept showing up mm-hmm. they just kept 
taking classes and and learning and asking questions and making connections and showing up to those auditions, Mm -hmm. even when they were consistently getting no, 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 no. They're like, okay, next. (laughs) Next. Because out of like a hundred no's, you may get one yes. Yes. You know, (laughs) and, and that's what, you know, I've, I've told, you know, I've told colleagues and I've told family, like a lot of my knowledge, yes, I don't have any formal theater training. Right, it was all music ed, um, but I've learned so much just being in that rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. Me too. And watching directors, watching choreographers, watching Kevin, you yeah. know, like I, I think that sometimes is even. I mean, yes, education is important, everyone. It is. But it is. I do think observing and just being mm-hmm. able to collaborate with yeah. with people yeah. is even. It is almost as better as yeah. as, uh, as better as as good. <laughs> I'm a teacher, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's why I went into music. Um, you know, as a study behind a book, right? Well, and it's also it's watching other people work mm-hmm. in the you know in rehearsal in space, or yeah. yes or in the show, in performance. Yeah. Um, because I've learned so much from other people and it would, for me, what always like really impressed me is those people who were always working. Mm -hmm. Like we were on a break, you know, like a five or a 10 and it was usually the person who was carrying the whole show. For example, the person who played Harold Hill in the music man, Mm -hmm. the person, you know, mama Rose in gypsy, like the person who Joe March and little (laughs) women, they were always Work. I mean, they yeah. were looking at lines. They were reviewing something. Mm-hmm. They were looking at a rehearsal view. They were asking a question. Yeah. They were, and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. I'm always saying you have to have a a strong work ethic. Yeah, you do to succeed. And you that's do. that's a doesn't that's not even like a theater thing. So yeah, that's it's a, a life. life. That's a life lesson. Yeah, right there. And that's how I was raised. That's how. Um, None of us can be Jay Pierpont Finch. <laughs> <laughs> just succeed without trying, right? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you gotta try. You gotta try. You gotta try. Well, my final question for you, do you have a sort of um, inspiring story that you would like to leave our listener, or, or a funny theater story, uh, just a, a gem of a memory? Yeah, so um, I guess as far as like inspiration, like, you know, I mean, I, I see... I see my students, you know, and, and obviously they know my love for music, for theater. Um, and so by letting them experience, the, the coolest thing was, uh, was when we did White Christmas down here and I played, I was, I was assistant music director while I was also teaching. So I would come down here after school, you know, be here till midnight, whatever, and then go back and teach. But, um, that was when Little Theater allowed choirs to come and open the show, mm. like ten minutes before open curtain, and just sing a couple of Christmas songs that were you know they were doing. Mm-hmm. And so the coolest thing was I directed my kids, and then they got to see me perform, Aww. like in the pit. So that was cool. Um, but you know, just instilling my love and my passion to them, and you know, they don't necessarily have to love it mm-hmm. or go into it. I'm not asking them, but I am hoping that when they get to the adult age or call, you know, and beyond that, they, they know what's right and they know the proper etiquette and can appreciate what's happening on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so th- that's my, uh, and, and I see that, you know, and, and to see them, you know, when I, 
take him to Circa or I take him to the Fox Theater or somewhere in Chicago Mm -hmm. and I look down and their eyes are just you know wide open like you know so that as far as a good inspiration like that that inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing for sure uh funny I guess funny memory (laughs) uh there's a uh there's a couple um so my second year no (laughs) third year teaching we did Footloose Love Footloose. Yeah. Great show. And, uh, or maybe it was my, it was my fourth year. It was fourth show. We did Footloose, and right at the end, the reverend says, mm-hmm. you can dance. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, like, a very quick moment to then go into the gym, like, at least in the stage version, there's a very quick moment, like, Shaw and the wife say, like, do a little ditty, and then boom, you're into, no, 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 yeah, like, yeah. the Footloose lick. So the kids had like 30 seconds to change out of street clothes into prom prom dresses and tuxes. Okay. <laughs> so there I am in the pit because I play and I direct uh, the pit orchestra and so the kids see me. And so um, I have a student, student operator on the soundboard, right? So one of the ladies in the trio, uh, Ariel's trio, uh-huh. runs off stage. Her mic doesn't get muted. Oh no. So you hear her go, move out of the way, I gotta get naked. <laughs> Coming through the house, like speakers, I could have died. <laughs> and of course, that was the one we were filming for archival purposes. Oh, great. Yeah, so it's forever. <laughs> forever in our, on there. In our history. <laughs> and so I always tell the kids, lesson learned. Don't rely, I mean, yes, we'll rely on muting you back at the back, but don't say anything like, oh, I screwed up that line or whatever until you know, like 30 seconds have passed, that they can hit the mute button. Yeah. Oh, could have died. (laughs) But no, it just, it's, it's, uh, you know, I enjoy what I do and, and, um, um, you know, I enjoy seeing the students progress as performers, as individuals. And so, uh, yeah. I know, I do too. I There's something so, to me, you know, because I had performed um, pretty much nonstop for a solid decade, mm-hmm. uh, which looking back, I'm, I am so grateful that I got to do that mm-hmm. because that's what I always wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then, uh, you know, then, I have, then we had the pregnant surprise yeah. and then I, and then I, the mama was tired. <laughs> Let me tell you, mama's still tired <laughs> chasing around a, a toddler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I said, okay, I, that performing full-time sort of period of my life is sort of that chapter has closed mm-hmm. and, and for good reason. Mm-hmm. And now like what is more fulfilling to me is to, is directing and choreographing and teaching because you get to see, and instead of rather just sort of like seeing yourself grow, mm-hmm. you know, through the experience mm-hmm. of doing a show, you see this whole group and ensemble of people grow together from something that you got to create and it's so special and so magical and and just so fulfilling because you come into these rehearsals and you watch these kids like struggle with their lines or struggle with their choreography or struggle with their self-confidence and then by the time you get to the show it's like they've like morphed into, into this new like human being yes. and, and you're and you're and you're just and they're like crying because you're like oh my god you're amazing like yeah. look, look at all the things that that I always knew that you could do mm-hmm. but you didn't necessarily know but now you can do it absolutely and that's what fr- <laughs> that's what frustrates me so much is like it's almost a completely night and day show from final dress 
to opening night. Yeah. Because you do all you do your tech week, everyone's exhausted, but you don't have that reaction from the audience until opening night. Mm-hmm. So when you say that line is funny, you should pause and they don't believe you. <laughs> and then they get tons of laughter. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. You, it, I guess I am funny. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, so you're, and you're like, where has this been all week? You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, but like you said, I mean, we're, we're training up the next generation, the next generation of, of performers. Yeah. yeah. Of artists and performers and right. Yeah. So they're going to take our spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great. You can take it. You yeah, can take it. But, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's, it's no, fun. It's... I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed my time here, you know, definitely at Little Theater. And it was so weird driving down here mm-hmm. today, you know, because it's like I haven't driven down, done, done the route. Right. Since, in a while. In a while. In a while, um, I know. But, uh, you know, so it will, this too shall pass. And Right. yeah it's it's sometimes you just it's like you feel like you're waiting a long long time but uh theater is so magical it is and so powerful it is and we're all just waiting for live performance to come back everywhere and it will and it will it may take a while right um but it, it it'll come back and you know and that's what when I had to make the announcement, I, I did a video announcement uh, when we canceled this. I said, you know, the show will go on and, and we will we'll come back stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. You know, because the kids miss it. The audience misses it. So, yeah, we're going to do whatever it takes to get back up on that stage. Right. To perform. Yep. So. The show must the go show must on. Go on. The show it's must only intermission. It's, we're only we're only at intermission. Well, thank you so much for t- you, taking yeah. the time to yeah. chat with me today. Yeah, thanks and for having me. It was fun. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that you that you had fun. Yes, here, no, here today yeah. on the podcast. And um, I I can't wait till we get to do another show. I know. Till we, we get to, we don't know when we don't know where. <laughs> but soon. But, but yeah, someday. Yeah, some once intermission is over. <laughs> Yep. Well, I'll be like staring at you in the pit again. Oh, speaking of the pit, when we did Hello Dolly. Oh yeah. Right. Uh huh. Do you remember what happened to me when during the chase scene? Oh, I completely. This is like bonus story. Bonus material. Bo- yeah, bonus. <laughs> As we're wrapping up. As bonus so, story. Uh, <laughs> I think it was second week of the run. Yeah. Uh huh. And was, I, I think it was that night too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And, and I, just, yeah, it just, it was a crazy it show. It was a crazy show. Crazy show. Crazy show. And I was, I played Ernestina Money. Yeah. <laughs> She's just trash. And there's this chase scene. Chase scene with a trophy. With a, with a giant golden trophy. That was like <laughs> literally solid wood. Yeah. Solid wood. And I don't know what was happening. I mean, it was, it was not a good show that night. No. There just were a lot of things happening. Yeah. And I'm on the edge out. So if you've ever been to the little theater, like the, pit is literally under the stage but I get claustrophobic so I always mm-hmm. ask if I can be at least my head exposed so that way I don't get yeah yeah impregnated. so I'm out and out of nowhere oh <laughs> out of nowhere I get hit so hard with something I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what happened it, it was that an actor, trophy an actor 
missed catching it. Yeah. And it literally flew. And like, I, I think I did have a small concussion. Oh my God. Because the next day we went into, um, rehearsal with the kids mm-hmm. for Annie. Yeah. And I'm sitting there at the piano and I, I can't focus. Right. And so like, wow. I'm texting, if all people, I'm texting our athletic trainer <laughs> from school going, uh, so here's, <laughs> here's the situation. Here's the situation. <laughs> I can hit with a prop trophy. I, I do remember that. No, because I think it was supposed to be me who was supposed to catch it, but whoever was throwing it, and I don't even remember I just who remember, it was. It so was, the West came down. Yeah. And like leans in, grabs the trophy, and was like, I'm so sorry. And then like runs back up the stage. I mean, it it hurts so bad. Oh man, I am so I am so sorry that you got hit. That's why there's cages over Broadway. Yeah, pits. yeah. You just know things are flying, you know. Oh my god. So Anyways. if you're ever playing in the pit, wear a helmet. Wear the helmet, yep. Wear a helmet. <laughs> and I think we'll leave it at that. There you go. We'll leave it right there. All right.